For podcast articles and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Might be interesting and important for you to know, 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 know. The Paul Kurtman Show. People that have some common sense and they're willing to say some things out loud that everybody else is just thinking. When the left has the government, it's chaos and it's dangerous. Paul Kurtman. It's not really about the climate. It's about control. This is the Paul Kurtman Show on News Talk STL. And welcome to the Paul Kurtman Show here at News Talk STL. Great to be with you all again for uh, another wonderful weekend. Uh, in the studio today with Ken Williams. Ken, there's a number of things. Big news breaking this week. Tucker Carlson's won. Losing his job, him and Don Lemon, both. Yeah. And then, secondly, President Joe Biden has announced that he will be running for president, try to get another four years in. Uh, and I'm really kind of surprised by this with Kamala Harris. Yeah, that's a little surprising as well. But I think that he would uh, do more damage to his campaign if he brought someone on that was new. Not that it's going to make much of a difference because I personally think he's not going to be on the ballot at the end of his candidacy. I that's so my So you think you think by the time 2024 election comes around he will be off the ballot. Yes. You know what? Okay. So this is the first time I'm actually thinking about it like this. I was going to ask you why you thought it wouldn't be a good idea for him to bring somebody new on unless the plan was to take this this is not the A team. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are not the Democrats A team. No. Do you think then maybe having both of these kind of losers, right? Because the Democrats do not really, total. they not don't want of. them. They're total. They're, they don't want them on the ballot. They don't. Like most Democrats do not want Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on the ballot. Right. But if they start running again, if he were to pull off, it would give him an opportunity to then pivot and endorse somebody else. Yes. That would be the Democrats' A-team. Right. Okay. And it, would be, and it could be someone who is totally out of, in from the dark. Mm-hmm. Just like, whoa. Because this whole time, it's kind of been like they haven't really been able to be very decisive whether or not they wanted to run, whether or not Joe Biden was going to run. Yeah. And so if Joe Biden ran, I assumed he'd pull on somebody stronger than Kamala to kind of help. But it doesn't seem like he's doing the things that he would need to do in order to launch a good campaign. So maybe the plan really is for them to wind up pulling off. And this kind of thing happens all the time. Folks, you're going to have to pardon me a little bit. My voice is a little bit hoarse. So I'm trying to stay close to the microphone here. So if my if my voice cracks, that's what it is. But Ladies, I know he's sounding a little bit uh, raspy and sexy, but that's just, you know, he's not feeling good. He's got a little allergy going on. It's all the, I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, I'm just having a hard time yeah, getting all the words allergies. Out. I think a lot of people like myself included are yeah, experiencing a little allergy. This stuff. time of year. It's always Mold. bad this time of year for folks. Yeah. So if him, if, if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris decide to, pivot and then endorse somebody else. I know that sounds like crazy. That sounds like Hollywood. This kind of thing happens all the time, especially in state governments. You'll have somebody that's running for governor. They make a big show. They make a big splash, but they're trying to use that as an opportunity to get resources sent their way to get them out of the race. That might not be what's happening here, but it might be that they just need to have a strong showing right at the very beginning, just so that way they can pull out and then hand the torch off to somebody else. The Democrats are excellent at this whole thing. They do it all the time. They use placeholders for their positions. Yes, that's the word. And, and then they put other people in. And, and I, I'm looking at this situation, first of all, with Joe Biden running as a candidate 
first of all, he's not going to be debating uh, in the primary. Mm-hmm. Not, That's right. In the yeah, is it the primary? In the primary, he, yeah, yeah, he he probably he won't. If he's the president, he doesn't have a real challenger. He's not going to debate. Right. So that's out. Uh, he's going to be doing all videos. Okay. That tells me one thing. The man is incapable of doing anything live. And if that's the case, he's going to lose regardless. Do you think Trump is going to debate? Because I, I've, I've heard that, now, that Donald Trump may not debate any other candidates. All right. But here's what's so controversial about this thing. With Donald Trump, he's, doing, he's saying that he's not going to debate because he wants to have some input on the person who's going to be hosting the debate, who the people who are going to be asking the questions. And I don't even think I've heard that he's, he wants input on the questions themselves, but you know, I've, I've heard other people in, in, in people in our camp saying, well, Donald Trump wants to have input on the questions that are going to be asked. I haven't heard that at all. I've just heard that he doesn't want people from the left questioning him and making it unfair like it was right. in 2020 and 2016. Which is just a good negotiation tactic. Exactly. To say, I'm not going to debate unless you let me come to the table to help shape what the, de- the format of the debate. Paul, let me tell you. Donald Trump not wanting to debate. Doesn't that sound funny? Yeah, that sounds... Um, I would have to say, who are you and what have you done with Donald Trump? <laughs> right. right. He wants to debate. So he wants to debate. He just wants... You know what? I like, I like what he's wanting to do because he wants to debate unfair terms. That's a, he's not saying he wants it on his terms. Right. He's saying I want a level playing field right. when I debate this time. I'm done. Right. I am yeah. done. And that's the way he should run this country when he wins, in my opinion. Because we need someone to say we're done. We we're going to bring the country back to where it should be. You know, getting back to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, I don't think I don't think that even if they try to pivot out and they try to find another better, stronger candidate, I don't think it's going to be that great because there's something else going on in the country right now that the Democrats are, are suffering through. But first, let, I want to play a clip. Yeah. Let's, let's play this clip. It's clip number nine. This is, this is other people. This is Democrats. This is journalists. This is people understanding what they're seeing in terms of Joe Biden and his capability. Is, is he even enabled to do the job? The Wall Street Journal editorial board had a very strong statement about it, saying the public understands what Mr. Biden apparently won't admit, that electing an octogenarian in obvious decline for another four years could be an historic mistake. It's impossible to know Mr. Biden's real physical and mental state because the White House goes to great lengths to hide it, but his decline is clear to anyone who isn't willfully blind. There you go. Now, they're saying it's impossible to know it's a real state because they do so good at hiding it. Yeah. But as good as they've done at hiding so much, we still clearly see that this guy is in a steep, steep rate of decline, decline right now. When you produce a well-produced video saying that you're announcing your candidacy in a video, that is, I mean, a video being produced, you can do whatever you want with it. And he still sounds like he's slurring his words. Yeah. That's pretty bad. That's really bad. So we have Joe Biden in this clear state of decline. So this is ABC News. They're quoting a Wall Street Journal article. People can see it. Democrats can see it. But what's even worse is the fact that Democrats themselves, their own leadership in their cities across the country, are in an incredible state of decline. And when when I ask you what cities in America, when you think of, are in a terrible state of decline, what are the top cities that come to your mind? Oh, they're all Democrat for sure. L.A., Chicago, you've got New York, 
these these people are trying to pass legislation that is abusive for in LA, for example, for groomers. They're they're allowing uh, predatory practices by, by adults to children. I mean, there are things happening. They're just in decline. And and the the big one too is like the homelessness situation in both San Francisco and Los Angeles yeah. because they've passed laws saying that the police. Um, cannot remove things from a sidewalk, right? Right. They can't remove your home, your home. They can't remove your box if you're homeless, right? Whatever it is right. you're staying in, your stuff, can't take it off a sidewalk. They've taken thefts of a certain amount of money. Anything below a certain threshold is just a misdemeanor. So this has enabled criminals just to literally walk into stores like Walgreens and CVS are, are two of the ones that you see lots of videos from. People take their cell phones, loading up shopping carts, and just leaving. This is why we have small businesses Closing in these cities. This is why uh, stores like Walmart and Target and Walgreens, REI is the big one up in Portland. They just said we cannot keep ahead of all the theft. REI, which we have one of those right here in Kirkwood. REI, it's an outdoor sports yeah. type of store. Um, they spent $800,000 on security just in the last year alone, and it still wasn't enough to make them stay safe and help them stay profitable. So what that means is, they have already lost more than $800,000 and then some worth of property from this one REI store in Portland that it hasn't even become cost effective to have your own security because the criminals are just running roughshod all over you. So you have a target, and I can't remember what city it was in, I think Chicago, where they've completely, you, you can't go to a, this target and just pull things off the shelf. You have to, they have to open gates for That's you. That's right. They have all the product it's under lock and key. gated. And with, with all this in mind, you have leaders in these various cities that are saying, okay, but you know why they're doing this? Because they need reparations. They can't eat. Oh, yeah. They, they, they're, they're excusing the activity. They're not, they're not saying, okay, well, we get it. Corporations, we get it. We're going to try and help you to keep you com- coming back and staying where, you, where you're at. They're not doing that. What they're saying is corporations, you're bad, and you have the money. The insurance is going to pay for it. The mayor-elect of Chicago went talking about this mob that went through and just stormed, beat, hurt. People got killed just about a week and a half ago, two weeks when this mob went through. He said you can't blame these people because, you know, people are desperate. They're hungry. You know what? They weren't ransacking McDonald's. They weren't going after food. They were going after all the luxury items, and they were wanting to cause mayhem. This is not about people that are desperate for food. I've never seen people rioting and desperate for food that are also wearing $300 sneakers, right? No. So that's what you see happening. Check this out. All of these Democrat policies really kind of took effect during the pandemic. People stayed home. Doors were shut. They told people, they, if this is not incredibly clever of the left, I don't know what is. They told people, stay home. You're not allowed to, allowed to come outside. Shut down the school, shut down your place of business. And while all this is happening, they start passing new laws saying we're not going to enforce the law. If you if you steal things, unless it's like a thousand dollars, well, then we're not even going to come after you. Uh. So it just really opened the gate. Right. But they did this while they were telling law abiding citizens, you have to stay home for your own good. So they had their perfect opportunity to take advantage of the chaos, pass all of these far left leaning laws. And so since the pandemic. Here's a list of cities and how much they've been able to recover since the whole city, the cities were shut down and lost all their economic activity. The city that's done the best is San Diego. They've been able to recover about 99% of where they were. 
followed by Baltimore, Columbus, Las Vegas, New York, Washington, D.C. At the bottom of the list, we have San Francisco. They've only been able to recoup about 31% of their economic activity that they, that they lost. They, they've only been, they haven't even been able to recover a third of it. But if you look at the, all of these cities, they all have one thing in common. They are all run by Democrats, with the exception of maybe Indianapolis. I just didn't check out Indianapolis. Maybe they have a Republican mayor. I don't know. But, but we see San Francisco, Portland. Um, we see cities like Atlanta. We see cities like uh, Los Angeles on here. Um, Baltimore, for sure. You know, a whole list of them. Is St. Louis on there, did you see? No, I want to ask you about this, too, because I know St. Louis wasn't on here. St. Louis isn't even ranking among the cities that people even care about anymore. Yeah. Like, on this list, there's probably a good 20 cities on this list, and the people that put it together didn't even bother to look at St. Louis. And and that's kind of the reason why I asked you, They looked at Kansas City, but not St. Louis. Well, because I think Kansas City proper is probably a larger population than in St. Louis. But they should put St. Louis on here. But St. Louis should. St. Louis would rank in other terms of studies of cities in decline for sure. Yeah. And this is a city. This is a study of cities in decline by virtue of the fact that they haven't been able to recover fast enough. But St. Louis, I noticed St. Louis wasn't on here either. And probably a reason for that is because people are going to fail to pay attention to St. Louis for any reason whatsoever, but also because of our Democrat, progressive, hyper-liberal politicians that are sending this city straight into the abyss, straight into the trash heap of history. That's where St. Louis is going to be. And, Paul, do you think that that's the plan? I mean, I know we've talked about this before where the Democrat Socialist Party really wants us to become a second-rate globalist country. That's, I mean, that's their kind of their ultimate goal. Yeah, have an apology tour because we, we're too prominent, so second rate is more what they're aiming for. Yeah, like mid. Yeah. And this would put us actually below that. Oh, there's no doubt about it. In terms of the city? In, St. In, Louis? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I mean in terms of in the face of the international community. Absolutely, absolutely. If they could have their way with America and turn America, make America – Uh, basically a a larger version of what is happening to the city of St. Louis right now, the left would absolutely do it. And notice, too, in St. Louis, people aren't safer. They're not more prosperous. They're not happier, right? Everything that the Democrats tell you, the utopia that the progressives are trying to uh, enlighten you to, which is why we ought to keep voting for these Democrats, St. Louis is none of those things. You're more likely in St. Louis to be murdered than like any other city. In America right now, we how many times have we been the murder capital of America? Oh, too 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 many times. And I saw this ad on one of the news channel, local channels here, talking touting about how great St. Louis is, and I was feeling so good about it. And then after the commercial was over, I thought, you know what? None of that is true. Yeah. And it was so depressing to me because we've got such great potential as a city, and it's just being destroyed. We do. We're right on the river. We got a great history. But ever since the Democrats have been in control since the 1950s, every single year we've lost population. Every single year yeah. now for almost 75 years, the city of St. Louis has lost its, its population. Yep. Hey, we're going to come back in just a minute. Ken, I want to talk to you a little bit about Tucker Carlson, Don Lemon. Big news broke this week. But what does that mean for people like Tucker Carlson for conservative news? What is that going to mean? Then in the third segment, I want to talk about aliens. 
Okay. Because this is happening in the government right All now. Right. There are things going on right now. Things are being released. I want to get your opinion on it. I'm really interested to see what you think. That'll be fun. All right. We'll be back here in just a minute. Paul Kerbin Show, 101-9941, News Talk STO. Follow Paul on social media at Paul Kirkman. This is the Paul Kirkman Show on News Talk STL. For podcast articles and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. You're listening to the Paul Kurtman Show on News Talk STL. And welcome back to the Paul Kurtman Show. Hey, Ken, I know that I said we we're going to talk about Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon losing their jobs and what that means for political media, for conservatives, especially where Tucker Carlson and Fox News is concerned. But before we do that, have you seen this video of the state lawmaker in Arizona stealing a Bible? No. So, folks, if you want to, if you want to see a video of what the left is really about, what they really care about, like I remember Ann Coulter, and I'm, I'll tell you right now, Ann Coulter, she's got some good ideas, but I've never been a fan of Ann Coulter. I just haven't. Yeah. I, I always think that she's kind of, kind of. Uh, she she reminds me of the kid in high school that always just wants to be kind of snotty. To you, you know, yeah. always, no, always wants it. to cut you down in, yeah. a, in a funny, quippy way. Like half of the things that she says, you agree with, but then some. Every once in a while, you sh- she'll say something, and you'd be like, yeah. "What?" And you'd be like, "Why couldn't you?" You know, you'd probably, if you could just change the way you deliver that message, you yeah. might actually win some people over. Right? Because that's what we need, right? We need more people on our side. Yes. We want to win elections, but we also want to win the argument, right? Yes. So Ann Coulter, though, she wrote a book called Godless, and uh, the point is really. And I've and other people have talked about this too at length about how the far left, not even the far left, I'm just gonna say the left these days, because if you're a member of the Democrat Party today, and if you're listening to this and you're a member of the Democrat Party, you're probably thoughtful or else you're listening to conservative radio so you can continue to be mad all the time. I don't know. But if you're a member of the Democrat Party today, you are guilty by association. You are part of this far left crowd that, yeah. that has just absolutely lost their minds. So there's a Democrat state lawmaker in uh, in the Arizona legislature. Her name is Stephanie Stahl Hamilton. So whenever you go into the state capitol building, you'll see the House of Representatives, and you'll also notice usually on the side or in the back of the chambers, there's a lounge area where you can only go if and only if you're a member of the legislature. Okay. Okay, so like you can go back, you can get off the floor, you can go back there and you can sit down there's usually TVs up where you can continue to watch what's going on on the House floor. But if you just need to relax or if you need to take, uh, take some medication or if you want to go back and look something up, you know, there's this little lounge, usually really nice areas. Well, in Arizona, in the state legislature in Arizona, they have closed circuit television cameras that are watching the lounge. And it's a really nice lounge, leather chairs, nice tables. And on one of the tables, somebody had left an open Bible. It was almost like a decoration. Like it was just on the side next to some other books, a Bible. Yeah. And this one Democrat lawmaker walked all the way down the length of the whole whole lounge, walks over to it, closes it, and hides it, decides to stash it someplace else. 
it is it is incredible to watch this video because you can clearly see that this woman is just so incensed that there is an open Bible in the room with her that she goes, I'm not, I'm not saying goes out of her way, like takes two steps just to move it. She walks all the way across the whole lounge, closes it, moves it, hides it, puts other things over it because she doesn't want it visible. She doesn't want anybody else to see it because she is so incredibly offended by a Bible. Does that just not sum up almost the the nefarious evil coming out of the left? Like they can't even. This is like something you'd see out of a horror movie where suddenly a Bible is in a room and some demon possessed person starts, you know, their eyeballs start spinning and they start steaming until they melt. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this this is what we've talked about before. Uh, and, and I think we were talking about the division is needed on the Democrat side for power. They need to divide Americans in order to gain their power, right? So religion is a very unifying thing. And the left sees this. And they, they know that if, if there are religious people, if there are Christians that are together, then they're not divided and they don't have the power over them. So when they see this Bible, anything like that, any kind of religious type of artifact, they're going to get angry because get angry. that is a representation of their inability to gain power. And this is my speculation, but I'm, tell, I'm telling you, I've heard other instances where it's pretty exact. Well, back on in March, March 23rd, they had a couple of, now in this lounge, there's other books okay? because it's a place of learning too. you know, lawmakers might sit down and sometimes you see nice books for decoration um, in the state. Uh, capital here in Missouri, in Jefferson City, we'd have books of statutes. So you could go look something up. Yeah. It's very common to see books. Back on March 23rd, two Bibles, of all the books that they had back there, two Bibles were taken and, and just disappeared mysteriously. Just removed. Just removed. So now they think they've caught the culprit. It's a Democrat lawmaker who absolutely hates Bibles. Hmm. This Bible that she took on this video, they actually found the Bible. She had stuffed it down um uh, underneath the cushion of one of the couches. Not not just like put a pillow on top of it. Like she actually put it down under the cushion that you sit on and pushed it way back into the couch. She wants this thing to be lost for all eternity with all the other loose change and everything that falls out of your right, pocket. Right, right. She just hates the Bible, right? But this is the left. You don't see people on the right doing this. You see people on the left doing this. You see people on the left. It's something about a higher authority. It's something about an idea that there's something like absolute truth absolute laws of morality yeah right but the left everything needs to be subjective that way they can pick and choose what's right and what's wrong from one case to another as they use it and manipulate it to gain more power and more control just like they do with mis dis and malinformation they need to be the ones to decide what that actually is they need to be the ones to decide what is good health care and bad health care and who is that that needs to be the one that's going to get this good yep. health care. I'm talking about the death panels. They need to be the ones to decide what is an assault weapon. They need to be the ones to decide when does life start in the womb. They need to be the ones to decide what is a woman and what is a man. The Democrats need this. This is what they, this is their power. They want to be the arbitrators of truth. It's all up to them to decide what anything is or isn't. And not only that, Paul, but they don't want anybody else, including the right of any a conservative or anybody on the right, to be able to have that power with them. 
We have another good example of this. Let's go to one of our clips here. It's clip number 17. This okay. is this is AOC responding oh, to Tucker Carlson. One. Yeah. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Mm. Um, what I will say, though, is while I'm very glad that the person that was arguably responsible for the some of the largest driving some of the most uh, amounts of death threats and violent threats, not just to my office, but to plenty of people across the country, um, I also kind of feel like I'm like waiting for the cutscene at the end of a Marvel movie after all the credits have rolled, and then you see like the villain's like hand reemerge out to grip, grip over like the end of a building or something. But deplatforming works, and it is important. And um, there you go. Okay, a couple things I want to say about this. I have something to say after you. The first thing is this. We keep hearing about all these death threats. Show us one. Just one. Just one. Show- that you can verifiably put in front of us that you know who did it. Show us one that's uh, from an email, right? Because Capitol Police is there. Capitol Police should have reports of every single death threat that oh, comes yeah. to your office. Oh, yeah. This ought to be easy to verify. I keep hearing about this hundreds and thousands of death threats. I'm just not buying From the it. right. Yeah, from the right. From the right. And it's all coming from Tucker Carlson. Yeah, extreme, show us one. extreme MAGA people. Give us one. Just show us one. Show us where all these death threats are. I mean, if there's hundreds or thousands of them, you ought to be able to furnish them. Publish them. Every week, whenever somebody threatens your life, just publish it. Yeah. Take a picture and put it out on Twitter so everybody can see it. But instead, it's just more rhetoric because they're selling a lie. That's what I believe anyway. The second thing is this. You're definitely going to see Tucker Carlson's hand creep back up over a building because this guy ain't letting go of nothing. Oh, no. Tucker Carlson is going to be back, and he's going to be back completely unfettered and unchained from any type of corporate organization that's going to try to control him or whatever. And you know something? People are still going to be going on his show. They're still going to be cooperating with him because they know that he is a voice of reason and he's a guy who likes the idea of living free. Do you know what they've done? They've actually empowered him because oh, yeah. just like they did with Donald Trump when they when they arrested him and charged him or indicted him. When they did a, every time they do something to Donald Trump, he gets stronger in the same way with uh, with uh, Tucker Carlson. I want to say that she AOC I'm talking about is a very scared individual. If you'll notice. She's afraid of people wanting to date her. She, <laughs> she is deathly afraid of every single thing, including that Tucker hand that's going to come back out. She's she knows that he is not deplatformed. But the thing that scares me, that I'm a very afraid of, is when she says deplatforming right. is essential. That's right. So just like what we were talking about before, the left deciding what the truth is. You can't. You can't shoulder that argument by saying truth is up to us we're the arbitrators of truth we're going to decide what a man or woman is what an assault rifle is we're going to decide what hate speech is if you're going to if you're going to enter that territory and start assuming and acquiring all those arguments you will necessarily have to also acquire the argument of shutting people down and saying things like deep platforming works aoc aoc wants to shut the mouths of conservatives yeah I mean, what is what is tar- other other than all these death threats that never seem to materialize? We never seem to see any proof of these at all, right? And, and they're all coming from Tucker Carlson, you know. She's taken the position 
that the left versus the right has everything to do with deplatforming the people that you disagree with. And this is the left. If you're a Democrat today, in 2023, you're guilty by association. Yes, you, you are. You are all for deplatforming people. Right. You would not challenge me when I try to tell you what a woman is. Instead, you're with the party that says, we don't know what women are. We can we play one more clip? I didn't. Yeah, let's this do one, no, this let's one's this one's not on the list. Well, it is on your list. It's on the list you gave me. But it's Joe Biden saying these are not our somebody else's children. It's when he's speaking to a bunch of teachers. I think it's one of the first ones on the list you gave me. But I listened to this clip, and this is another thing. You're guilty by association if you're a Democrat. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, "There's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child." Our nation's children are all our children. There you go. If you're a Democrat today, you have adopted the idea you're with a group of people who does not believe that parents have a right to their children. You're with, you are with Barack Obama. You're with the NEA. You're with these groomer teachers. And you're with Joe Biden, all of whom are saying parents don't have rights to the children. The teachers in the state owns the children. Exactly. And parents, get that in your head. If you're a Democrat they're talking about your children. You don't have the control you think you have in their world. So if you want them to take over our world, this is what you're going to get. And we already know it. On the, on the right, the conservatives, we already know this thing. They're not our leaders. They're, they're, they're not the leaders of our children. We are. 100, not 99%. Not 99.5%. The parents, myself, of my two daughters... 100% I am the leader of them. That's right, 100%. And, and Ken, I'm, I think you'll back me up on this. When I'm calling you, when I'm calling people out for being a Democrat and saying you're guilty by association, I want you to know, if you're a Democrat and you're listening to this, I want you to know that I am not telling you to join the Republican Party. No. I'm not telling you that at all. What I am saying, though, is run from the Democrat Party. You don't have to be a, Dem you don't have to be a Republican, but shoot for independent-minded. I'm not a Republican. I, I am an independent, and that's the way I feel. I mean, if Donald Trump did something, which he does some silly things, and I call him out, but I'm for Donald Trump because of his policies, and I am not for Donald Trump because I'm a Republican. I'm not a Republican. I've never spent money on Republican Party I've never signed anything saying I am a Republican. If you're an independent and you're independent thinking and you're seeing what's going on in the Democrat Socialist Party, because that's what they are, you need to get away from them. You know, Donald Trump did not win in 2016, and he won't win in 2024 just from Republicans. He won because he had a lot of independents that yeah. voted for him because they were independent-minded enough to say, I'm not with the Democrat Party, right. and I'm not just going to buy this Hillary Clinton camp hook, line, and sinker, just not going to do it. And so... uh you can be an independent and vote for a Republican and not be a Republican. But man, please, for the sake of all that is right, for the sake of peace and prosperity and freedom and future, flee from the Democrat Party. Yep. All right. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple minutes. Ken, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on in the government. Aliens, it's in the news and it's getting deeper and deeper and deeper into congressional hearings. So we want to talk about that a little bit. We'll be right back right here. Paul Kerman Show, 1019-941, News Talk STL. Follow Paul on social media at Paul Kirkman. This is the Paul Kirkman Show on News Talk STL.
For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. You're listening to The Paul Kurtman Show on News Talk STL. On the inside, you are innocence personified, and I will drag you down. And welcome back to The Paul Kurtman Show. Here, this is the third and final segment of today's program. And something interesting happened in federal law a couple years ago, Ken. Every year. Uh, Congress passes the National Defense Authorization Act. And a couple of years ago, I think it might, well, it might have been last year. It might have been 2022. I'm actually looking for this right now online. But it, it was recently, 2021, maybe 2022. They put language in the National Defense Authorization Act to protect whistleblowers, which is great. Like, I'm all for protecting whistleblowers. If somebody says, hey, the government is doing something wrong here, I'm not for just turning over secrets, but if the government's doing something wrong that violates the mission of America, yeah, and we need somebody to blow the whistle on it, I'm all for it. Well, they added whistleblower protections, but guess what they added whistleblower protections for? For what? They added whistleblower protections for people that are working on projects related to, um, I'm trying to remember the word that they used in here, but basically unidentified aerial phenomenon. And so immediately you think, UFOs, right? Unidentified aerial phenomenon? Uh, unidentified flying objects, yeah. yeah. Yep. And then they put something else in the, uh, that language had been in there in one form or another for a while, but then they put in language protecting whistleblowers who are working on unidentified aerial phenomenon and were also working on reverse engineering. And so... Immediately, some people are like, well, that's just kind of strange. I wonder what exactly that's about. Well, now we think that we know because there are six whistleblowers who have been briefing high-level uh, intelligence, uh, members of the intelligence community, including members of the United States Senate Intelligence Community or Committee, on um, uh, what they say are Roswell-style crashes that they have been called out to to recover debris and reverse engineer the debris. So this isn't this isn't something that you will read about in the National Enquirer as you're you know in the checkout line getting your groceries. This is something now that is being discussed in United States Senate committees. And so over the last few years, we have had uh, for the most part Navy fighter pilots come forward with video. The Pentagon has released footage of uh, fighter jets who have taken pictures of things that they caught flying in their training spaces, both on the East Coast and the West Coast, that they cannot explain things that are moving in in ways that uh, just completely defy any sense of our understanding of the laws of physics. Um, For example, they are seeing objects that will uh, zip right between the jets as they're flying in formation, shoot straight up into the sky, change and move at 90 and 30 degree angles super fast and then plunge into the ocean. But when they plunge into the ocean, there's no splash. Hmm. And so this has been, uh, um, they've got videos from the USS Nimitz out on the West Coast. They have multiple fighter pilots who have come forward and uh, acknowledged that the footage being released by the Pentagon is in fact real and maybe came from their aircraft. And so my question, Ken, uh, it's a very vague question, but what in the world is going on? 
Like, <laughs> what is what is happening? Because back in the 1950s, there was a lot of aircraft that was picked up on a radar over the airports in Washington, D.C., and there was so much of it that the United States government in the uh, Department of Defense, was it the Department of Defense at the time? They actually had a press conference where hundreds of reporters showed up to ask them questions, and then pff, it all just disappeared. Like nobody, everyone quit asking questions. But now they're now it's all coming back, and they're putting things into our federal statutes to protect whistleblowers who are involved in some of these recovery and reverse engineering projects. And 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 this is I'm just telling you, I'm kind of fascinated by this. Oh, I'm very fascinated. This goes back years for me because I've always been fascinated in it. And let me just preface by telling you where I come from. I used to watch ancient aliens all the time. And I think they're, you know, they're basically that show talks about how aliens, ancient aliens came uh, to earth during the time of, of the Egyptians and helped them, you know, make those pyramids and do all these different things. And, and uh, you know, some of the things that they talk about are like, yeah, you, you could put that into question. Um, I believe that in the universe, somewhere there is another uh, life form. I believe there are, are other life forms, but they're just so far away. Now, I, I think there could possibly be something to all of this. But I also think, for some reason, this has something to do with unidentified flying objects that exist on Earth already. You think so? Well... Because I don't trust the government. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally. That, this is where this comes 100%. from. So I, 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 I'm, sh- I'm proving to you that I do believe in, in aliens in some form or another. But I also believe that the government is, is up to something possibly trying to hide the fact that, hey, you know what? There was this balloon from China that came over the United States and traversed the whole country and then left. And we didn't get any information on it or at least they didn't tell us a whole lot of information about it. So now we need whistleblowers for that. I think that that's a good idea. If so, so are you saying that you think that some of these unidentified aerial phenomenon has more to do with things like these spy balloons? Or do you think that some of this unidentified aerial phenomenon has more to do with like really advanced aircraft that we have that that might be what people are seeing? I think it could or be both. both. Okay. Yeah, I think it'd be all three. I think it, I think it could be a UFO outside of our atmosphere, outside of our solar system and galaxy. But at the same time, a UFO, unidentified flying object, doesn't necessarily mean that it's something from another world. What do you think about, have you seen any of these videos from these fighter jets? No, I haven't, but I'm going to check it out as soon as possible today, possibly. Yeah, you, you should definitely check it out. I have a link on my website at paulkirtman.com. In fact, I'm going to turn this around. I have my computer in front of me, and I'm just going to show you one of the pictures. Okay. So this is, I, folks, if you go to paulkirtman.com, you will see, you scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll see Radio 100. There's a link on there. You can click it to pull up a story that has some of these, foot, some of these pictures on it from FA-18s, from uh, F-35s. They have taken pictures of these objects in the air flying, and it's that looks like a storybook flying saucer. But this footage right here comes from a captain in the Navy, like a guy who spent 30 years in the Navy. Now, this is what I'll believe. This is what I will believe. Uh If if, if you have a a military guy who's who's rank and file, that he's a fighter pilot, I'll believe him. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and the thing is, is there's so many of these. Pilots that are coming forward, and the Pentagon actually released this video 
the USS Nimitz, uh, which is not a small do-nothing ship run by a bunch of dunces, right? These right. are these are professional military, highly advanced and trained sailors. And they have footage of some of these things that are, they say that they're tic-tac shaped, so like little cylinders, and they're just zigzagging in the air 20 times faster than any of our jets can go. And they're going into the ocean and there is no splash. Okay, so paulkerbin.com, Radio 100, scroll down and you'll see this video. It yeah. looks, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going, I'm going there and doing that as soon as possible. But you said that they splashed down. You know, uh, we know more about our solar system right now than we do about our inner ocean, our, our, uh, the abyss, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, I can't remember the name of it offhand, but there are claims that un- unidentified flying objects, aliens have, have actually been living in the yeah, bottom of the ocean. I have, I have heard that. So off the coast of San Diego. Um, and now in San Diego, and I've been there, I, I trained there, it's where I went to boot camp. In San Diego, that's where the Navy SEALs train, that's where if you're going to be a Navy SEAL, you go to basic underwater demolition school right there in San Diego. Uh, there's a, We have a whole fleet there, we got fighter pilots, huge, huge military installation, primarily uh, naval installation. Yeah. But right off the coast of San Diego is where they are saying that a lot of, like they have, it's not like regular training ground so like in the marine corps our training ground was like a two-dimensional area right like it's it's flat it's ground but when you're a fighter pilot your training ground is 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 three-dimensional like there is depth depth width and height to your flight space where you go in because you can go up and circle and get into fake dog fights with your buddies or whatever i don't know how they do it right but anyway while they're out there flying around and while that nimitz is out there this is where they're seeing these things just go up and down and into the water. With, But what's crazy is there's no splash. Yeah. How does something go into the water? How, how does something displace water at that rate of speed with no splash? But they have it on video, and what's interesting is you can actually hear these radio operators in the military. They have released the recordings. You can hear them talking about these things, and they're like, wow, look at that thing go. Man, I've never seen anything fly like that. And then, oh, there's another one just went into the water. I saw an interview on Joe Rogan's podcast with a Top Gun pilot. This is a this is an aviator, one of the best of the best in the world. And he's saying that on the eastern seaboard of the US, out in their training zone, he said these things fly patterns out there just like regular military aircraft. We don't know what kind of technology is out there and and, and this is what I always tell people. Yes, I believe that there is there are life forces out there and they could be they could be billions of light years away, but they could actually fold space. There's a way to do it. There is actually astrophysicist proof that you can actually fold space in some way. There and, are farm traverse distance in yes. an instant. Yes. You, you can actually fold space to where it makes it instead of a billion light years away. It's just maybe a light year away. So now here, here's a question for you. They're changing the language of the National Defense Authorization Act to protect whistleblowers who are working on reverse engineering of unidentified aerial phenomenon, which could be a spy balloon. Right. But it could also be language um, related to this type of thing, right? Yes. And there are six whistleblowers right now that are talking with, according to this article, there's six whistleblowers right now that are talking with members of Senate intelligence about the types of debris that they have been contracted to recover and begin to reverse engineer. Do you believe, now, we know that the pilots have talked about this. We know that the Department of Defense and the Pentagon has released the footage 
from these aircraft. They're saying, yeah, there's something there. So this, the official government position is, yes, there's something there. Should the government tell us everything they know? What do you think? That's a, that's a really good question. I think if, you know, if we had, man, 20 years ago, I would have said no. I would have said, let our government make it the best that they can make it for, for our protection. Mm-hmm. These days, I don't know so much. You know, these days, I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to know, is it, is it gravitational? Is it magnetism that keeps that thing from making a splash when is it goes into the water? Is there a threat? Is there that a, kind of thing? Yeah, is there a threat to our nation? Is there a threat to to the world? I mean, I'm not saying I know that there are aliens out there, but I'm not gonna I'm keeping my mind completely open. But I'm also at the same time being a realist and a skeptic and yeah. saying that maybe our government isn't exactly the uh, all too force to go to 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 talk about these things. Maybe they're not quite the the great protectors that they once were. That's exactly right. Because you know, that's kind of how I feel about the death penalty. I'm all for the death penalty. When somebody has taken somebody else's life. Proof. Right? Complete. Yeah. Then, proof. Then, but then, it, like even the Bible says, if you take man's life, then by man shall your life be taken. I just kind of paraphrase it there. But the thing is, is I'm not so sure that I trust our government with deciding who should live and die. I mean, they've already decided that it's okay for millions of unborn babies to die. I'm just yeah. not sure that I trust the government with things that I believe should should be um, in the jurisdiction of. I believe it's definitely the jurisdiction of government, but I'm not sure I trust our government with it. And so I'm kind of I'm kind of the same. I kind of don't trust our government to be able to make the right types of decisions not about this, this stuff if this is what it looks like it is. And it only right now it only looks like it is because we don't, you know, we haven't had some little green man come down and talk to us. Right? <laughs> right. But when you when you see these things flying around and you have all these fighter pilots coming for and forward and when you have the Pentagon releasing an official position and statement on these unidentified objects uh, that they have videos over and that we have the recordings of our of our pilots and ship commanders talking back and forth about as they're watching it happen. Like I, I kind of think that, that we just need to know. I mean, what do what do I want to know? What do you do if one of these days something lands and people aren't prepared for it, right? Right. So should I kind of think like if if all that is what they what some people say it is, then they should tell us in the event. That, I mean, remember Orson Welles? Um, he uh, what was it? War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Yeah. You know that people weren't prepared. It was just a story. But people thought it was real. Right. And they went haywire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that we should know. And I think actually that if it were true and they did actually land and we saw it firsthand, it would probably be some kind of a world unifying thing. That's what Ronald Reagan said. Ronald Reagan said that in a speech to the United Nations. And he said it a couple other times. He was talking about things that could unite the world. Now, keep in mind, this is while he was uh, waging a, a war against Russia, the Cold War, trying to bring down the Berlin Wall. And on at least two separate occasions, Ronald Reagan said what would unite the world is a cosmic threat. Okay. So maybe we maybe maybe there's something going on. Maybe I don't know. Hey maybe Ronald knows now. Maybe, maybe, and maybe one of them lands between uh this week and next week and we'll have a lot more to talk about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ken is good to be with you today. Yeah, it was fun. And you all can join us again right here next week from noon to one. 1019941. This is Paul Kirtman's show on News Talk STL. Follow Paul on social media at Paul Kirtman. You're listening to the Paul Kirtman Show 
on News Talk STL. For podcast articles and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com.